Welcome back to Sounds of the Future. I'm your host, Tom, or TD3, if you will, and it is time to talk about some technology and music, baby. So last week, I put out an episode called Pivot and explained how my show, which was at the time called TD3 Talk, had become kind of stagnant and had a hard time figuring out what to do. And anyway, just go listen to that episode if you want to know about it. Long story short, I'm I'm getting more laser focused on my passion uh, my passions about technology and music and where the two intersect with one another. This is something that I'm I really love talking about. I love hypothesizing about. I love discussing with my like discussing the future of music technology, really just technology in general uh with my friends. And I I thought that um this week to lead things off to help to sort of get into this newfound or further further focused direction of what I'm going to be doing here. I thought I would talk about AR, augmented reality, and just what sort of an impact I think that could potentially have on music. And this idea, the concept of augmented reality is, is likely going to come into play in future episodes with more specificity. Uh, I think that I could probably sit and talk about augmented reality just in a recording studio for 15 to 30 minutes, just in the concert live performance environment for 15 to 30 minutes. I could probably talk about it on the business end of things for 15 to 30 minutes, like how you interact with people online. Uh, But today I just want to talk about kind of my overview of what, like what I've been thinking about recently and what I think is probably on the not too distant horizon. Like any, any, anybody can start a podcast and say like, Hey, I think one day we're going to have holograms on our tables. Well, no shit, Carl. Like, yeah, obviously technology is going there and we're probably going to have some of the stuff we've seen in science fiction in 10 years, because right now we already have stuff that we saw in science fiction 20 years ago. So Like, it's not that hard to postulate that we're probably going to have some of the sci-fi stuff that we want. But I think what is tough to predict is what's going to catch on and what people are going to actually enjoy. Because, like, I was watching this video, this interview clip on Instagram some time ago, and this guy was talking about how he thinks, like, we're going to be using holograms and, like, you know, minority report style stuff to be producing in the studio. And like, you know, you have a, like not even a screen in front of you, just stuff floating in the air and you're like poking and, and touching things uh, like Tom Cruise did in minority report and, you know, swiping and all this stuff. And I wholeheartedly disagree with that because just that technology alone requires you to keep your elbows elevated for an extended period of time to work and nobody's going to want to do that. Like if you're sitting down right now and your arms are resting on a chair like mine are, 
hold your elbows up like so they're parallel your upper arms are parallel with the ground and just hold them there hold your arms up and see how long it takes for you to get tired and imagine doing that all day for work like that's not ergonomic ergonomical it's not like people aren't going to go for that so you have to think about what people are actually going to adopt and what they're going to enjoy using something that requires greater physical exertion then what you're already doing is likely not going to work unless it's gamified. Like the the Xbox uh, sensor thing and the PlayStation sensor thing and like the Nintendo Wii, all that stuff's fun because it's gamified. But if you're forced to use a Wii controller for work when for your job you've been using a keyboard and a mouse, that's like that's a no-go. Nobody's going to do that. If you're a construction worker and you switch out the Wii controller for, you know, a hammer, then yeah, that that's probably going to fly because the Wii controller is lighter and it's going to be easier comparatively. So I, I like to think about the application of AR and what people are actually going to go for. Um, <clears throat> it's March right now. Uh, the Super Bowl was last month. Maroon 5 played. And I didn't watch the halftime show. Actually, I actually didn't watch the Super Bowl this year because I'm tired of watching Tom Brady play football, quite frankly. Hate me. I don't care. Uh, so I didn't watch it, but I watched clips of it and, of course, read people's re- responses about it. And the whole time I couldn't help but think about, like, everybody's crowded around these screens watching this show on TV in a 2D format. Can you imagine if you could AR the stage in the middle of the field on your coffee table in the middle of the room and you could like rotate around it with a bird's eye view, zoom in, zoom out in real time? I don't so if you've if you've watched any of the Apple demos about AR kit when they do their like product tech thing reveal, um I remember one they did where they had this action game where the guy the first time they showed gaming through augmented reality, like on a table, they had a table on the stage and this guy took out the iPhone. I think it was the iPhone 10 is when they launched that product, the AR kit thing. And there was like a whole battle going on and he was playing, he was flying spaceships in and out. They were landing, dropping off supplies, taking off. And it was all taking place through the screen of his phone on this table on the stage. Now, people in the audience couldn't see anything on the table, of course, but he, through his phone, could see it. Now, this is stuff that's been coded and pre-populated, so it is set in stone the options. Like, there are a finite number of options that can occur on this table. So, it's it can't be completely live feed in real time, yet the technology is not there. However, if, like... You have to assume that if this technology continues to get better, it will get there eventually, right? So I I genuinely think that televised concert performances will eventually have an augmented reality component to them. Like if you subscribe to the – if you watch the Super Bowl and you download the NFL halftime app – it's an opportunity for advertisers to advertise to you, so it's probably going to be free. Or 
perhaps you pay a subscription that comes with your NFL Sunday ticket or something like that. Um, but imagine subscribing to a specific thing that allows you to watch the halftime show with your friends on your coffee table instead of on the screen. Fireworks, light show, everything appearing on your coffee table, and you can get a 360-degree view around the entire thing and zoom in and out. Like you could zoom in on a pimple on Adam Levine's face if you wanted to, or you can look like behind the drum kit and see what's going on. Of course, it would take a ton of cameras and technology to be able to do this. But again, like what, 20 years ago, we didn't have smartphones. So like, it's not like 12 years ago, we first got smartphones. So if you assume any level of improvement, it's going to happen. So that's one way I think that that augmented reality is going to be adopted is through live performance that's televised. But I think that's a little further away. I think the thing that's probably going to happen next uh, is we're going to see artists making augmented reality videos. So right now, you put out a song, you put out a music video for the song, and you can do clips and stuff like that. Um, but it's all all visual is 2D. There are some bands who are doing augmented reality in their live show. Um, I think... Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the band. Let me see. Uh, da, da, da. I'm going to have to look it up because I have to know. Um, let's see. So I remember the guy who produced the band. Uh, Starset, that's the band. Okay, so there's a band called Starset who I believe, if I remember reading correctly, they have started to use some uh, AR stuff in their show where like, if you hold your phone up to watch the show, you can see balloons floating that you, don't, you won't see without your phone, stuff like that. Um, so artists are already starting to think about this stuff uh, and incorporating it into their craft. Uh, Maroon 5 just did a video that they filmed completely on Snapchat. To be to be clear, this is not what I'm talking about. But they are embracing, like artists are starting to embrace augmented reality as an alternative to your standard high-budget music video. But I think where this is going to go is I think a band is going to film a music video for like for real with sort of the matrix style camera setup. If you ever watched any of the behind the scenes featurettes of the matrix and you saw the, the rotating bullet time shot from the first one that blew everybody's minds. Right. And there were like 65 single shot cameras that bam, 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 all took pictures in a row. And that's how they achieved that. So if you encapsulate a band's live performance in cameras that can get something from every vantage point, and that band does a live performance to the song for a, quote, music video, well, then you can take that, quote, music video, and you can display that 3D performance of the band actually playing the song on a table, on the floor, whatever. So you can be like, hey, let's watch Taylor Swift sing her latest single, and boom, there she is, 
like for real on your coffee table, like Princess Leia coming out of R2-D2's little light, but like high def and for real, not blue and like low def, like it was in Star Wars. <laughs> so that like, I think that's going to be the next thing is bands are playing with augmented reality, putting predefined things into real life, right? So I guess, yeah, like if I'm getting to any sort of like specific point here, augmented reality up until now has been putting unreal things into real life. A dancing poop emoji, dog ears and a tongue sticking out. I think the next step is going to be putting real life into real life. And I think that music and music video and live performance is just about one of the best ways to do that. Uh, movies and film and TV are contingent upon creating the surroundings. Concerts are as well, but a music video you watch on your phone, you watch on your computer, you don't have to be in, in the world, quote, like you do for a film. Like, you get three and a half minutes of story in a music video and you're absorbed for that long. You have to be absorbed for two hours for a film to stay in the story. So music video is a prime candidate to put real life into real life through augmented reality. And I mean, let's just go a step further. Like imagine if you could like, let's you can listen to a song on Spotify and you can select an AR option and maybe you look out your window with your phone and there's the singer standing outside your window. Like, um, the Mythbusters guys, um, so, as I said on the last show, one of my favorite people, uh, thinkers is this guy named Kevin Kelly. And, um, he was, he wrote a thing about Adam Savage from Mythbusters, testing out this uh, indoor AR mapping tool in his office. And what it did is it allowed him, he was like, it mapped his room with his, using his phone and it was able to sense all of the points of egress and opportunities to display any alternate augmented reality features in that environment. And he's like, I'm at my desk and I look out my window with my phone and there's a blue whale swimming by my window. He's like, it was the coolest thing I've seen. I'll link to that article if I can find it again. But it's that kind of thing. Like, it will be real life in real life. But it's contingent upon you holding up your screen. We'll get we'll get into this in another episode, but eventually it's going to be glasses. Google Google Glass was way too early. It's but it will happen. But it won't be just buying glasses from Google. You'll just have AR capability in your Ray-Bans or whatever your glasses of choice are. Um, contact, lens, contact lenses, I think, are a natural evolution. I think probably the generation who is being born now will end up having some sort of actual biological aug- augmentation that is not removable. I think everybody up until then is probably going to fight against the mark of the beast, but like my son, who's one and a half, will have grown up with it and it will be normal for him. Me, I'm not putting anything in my body, but like my father doesn't want a self-driving car. So I'm, and I'm pumped about it. It's just how it goes. Um, 
But yeah, I, anyway, I think that's the the natural evolution of things. I think right now we're putting fake stuff in the real world with augmented reality. I think the next step is putting real stuff in the real world through augmented reality. And I think music video and live music performance are the best ways to do that. And I think that if our industry doesn't take advantage of that, we're, we are idiotic. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Those are my thoughts. I definitely am going to get into some nitty gritty and uh, more detail about specific AR applications like recording studio. Like once bandwidth is fast enough, why are you going to need to be in the same studio as your drummer when you can just like look at your wall and see into his drum room and talk as if you're talking like sitting next to a person. Anywho, we'll get into all that, but that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the sounds of the future. Um, yeah, that's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. So I will see you next time. Peace out.